Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. Hey, Kenya. We are back for our last one for the season. Uh, we're back for our last 2019 episode because we are gracious to ourselves and allow ourselves to have December. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we need the, the time to decompress yes. and, uh, and you know, celebrate with our families and just like everybody else and just enjoy the, the holiday season. Right. Exactly. It's very important. We talk all about self-care on the show. Exactly. So we need to practice it ourselves. So yeah, this is our this is our holiday show. And yes, it is. uh we'll be back in January. Um yep. I think we said right after that New Year's. So I think January sixth is when our next episode will air. But and by then everybody will be all rejuvenated and ready to make twenty twenty. Right. I think 2020 is going to be an amazing year. I actually oh, feel, yeah, I feel so pumped up about 2020. I do. I really, we're really already do. having a lot of successes and, and hints of successes. Oh at, my at the end gosh. of this year, I know, right? We really mm. are. We really are. And then we have. I've already started to kind of um, with our guests and all of that. I think we're going to have some really interesting people um, as usual. So exciting! But we're not there yet. So we're gonna. We're going to still talk about how can you make your music career amazing in the holiday spirit. But before we do that, you have a music tip, right? Did you say I that? do. I do. Oh, I have a great okay. music tip. Um, I don't think I ever even mentioned this or talked about it, but it's um, bringing using images uh, for your CD and single covers and also your social media posts. And there's a lot of places online to get images. You can get paid images and you can get free images. And of course the paid ones, most people might've already heard about iStock and Getty. Um, Mm -hmm. But the free sites, a lot of people don't know about those. And uh, there's uh, burst.com unsplash and pixabay. And uh, we'll, we will include in the show notes a link. There's a blog post uh, where they have a list of some of these free sites that you all can check out. But really, it's important to for your, for your brand and for the presentation of your music, it's important to have good quality um, images to represent the, the projects that you're working on. And yeah. you know, for me, that's that's one of the things I've I've really employed into my website, into to my production music, and all of that. So, I- images the the imaging of what you do is real important. It's extremely important, extremely, and and obviously, you know, we're in a very visual uh, generation yes, on every are. level. Um, I do also tell you know, you are as an instrumentalist. I think there is even more kind of freedom in that. Um, using images. I think as, you know, singers, I know for me as a singer, really investing in high quality photography of of yourself um, and, and really having so, you know, so you have those images that are more images of maybe, you know, branding that's not necessarily your face or whatever, but then you also have you and that can't just be done with, selfies (laughs) selfies <laughs> and mm-hmm. i know that iphones are really jamming you know in terms of, and, and samsung's are even better with their camera mm-hmm. but but 
you know, having a photographer really, and that may be another podcast for 2020 is, you know, having quality photographers and and really setting up your, you know, um, your brand of who, what you look like and that visual is, is really well. You too. you have fantastic photography. I mean, you know, all your stuff is just yeah, awesome. I have an amazing photographer, and and all those pictures you see of me online are by one dude. He wow. <laughs> his name is Chuck Oluwalabi, and Chuck has known me. Um, Shout I think, out to Chuck. Yeah, Chuck has known me about fifteen years. So because he's known me that he knew me before I got it back into music. Mm-hmm. So because he's known me that long, he's able to capture me in ways I think Right, right. You know, I mean he knows my personality, he knows and we've worked together so long, he knows the angles that work. He's not gonna you set know? you up in a pose that no. you know that you're not. I don't even pose. With. Believe this or and, not, see, I don't pose. Th- like he's is. just like, Okay, Stan. <laughs> All right, Kenya. Like, what, what, what are you, what were you thinking about? And I'm just like, huh? What are you talking about? And, and then he right, comes back right. with these pictures, and I'm like, are you serious? When did you take that? You know. So, and <laughs> That's um, perfect. But yeah, but building. Re- here we go. Relationships. That's it. Um, he it's allowed him to take his photography to another level, and then I use the same. I try to be pretty consistent with my makeup artist as well, and so we work as a team. Okay. So the three of us. So he knows her too, and she knows how he shoots. Good. And so it's go. like a team. So I think that's where our image is. But, you know, that takes time. That I didn't, that was a very organic build. But imagery is important. So you should be investing in it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step by step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Banzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team. Not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to Banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, MAKINGMONEYPOD, to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Um, this topic that we have today that we're going to talk about is actually very apropos for this time of season. <laughs> yes. And it's basically, um, should you do a holiday recording? Mm-hmm. Now, all y'all that follow my music, you know what I'm going <laughs> to say. You know the answer's going to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Are you yeah. crazy? Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you too, you have, so tell us about your 
experience with doing a holiday project and why well, has it been beneficial for you? Yeah, well, for me, I I saw that um, when I started really getting into the licensing side of, of things, um, I, the crazy thing is I don't have a jazz uh, holiday recording uh, with oh. my group. And oh. maybe in some iteration in the future of my group, I might do that. But at this moment and stage of my life, you know, focusing on production music, I actually had uh, have two albums. Um, one is more of a orchestral uh, leaning album, album, and the other is more hip hop, um, and that's the 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 groove more groove based uh, holiday music. And so I'm actually working on a third one. Um, so that's mm-hmm. I mean you know I, I actually kind of want <laughs> like to work on my my holiday albums during the holiday. It's, it, yeah. You should actually kind of work on it before the holiday. You should do it in the summer, yeah, yeah. or spring. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm getting into the the Christmas vibe, and that's it. So well, I just, you could do it now yeah. to prepare for next year. Ex- yeah. That's exactly my my game plan. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, they they've actually worked very well for me. Um, I've got you know some some uses, some placements on it, and uh, and they the royalties come in off of the the production music. So. That's really – what was the article I read? It was somebody um, – I think it was uh, not um, – it was Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. His um, ha- having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, that song is my jam. What are you talking I about? I think he <laughs> makes 500000 every Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. From that one oh song. Oh, my gosh. I believe it. That song is so ridiculously good. Yeah. It's such a good song. I mean, if you could do half a mil every Christmas, you know, Come on for now. one song, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so that's and your see, answer. <laughs> it's so funny you say that like that because, you know, I've done, I've only, I've never done a whole project. I've done two singles. Right. Um, so I released um, a rearrangement that I did of Little Drummer Boy. Um, I think I released that in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then I did last um, Christmas, I did Favorite Things, which was a rearrangement of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have now, it's funny because I think, you know, people are have gotten to know me as, I've, I've even had a couple of people say, so what's the holiday single for this, you know, okay. year that you're going to rearrange? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, no, no, I'm taking a break, taking a break, trying to work on some original music. But if I could write an original holiday song, which I think I can do. Um, if I could write an original holiday song, like what Paul McCartney or like Boys to Men, you know, Let right. It Snow, that whole project, like I know that that pays a lot of their mortgages and everything for years to come. Right. Um, but so so there's the doing the Christmas where you're covering versus doing the Christmas where you can create your own original. And um, I think it's real, you got to be real special to be a Donny Hathaway or a Paul McCartney and come up, you know, like Donny Hathaway's This Christmas, you know, being able to come up with those original songs that literally have gone down as classic holiday songs. That's, but it, you know, but why not? Why not try? I mean, and, you know, honestly, even if it is not as big as that, it's still a holiday song and, you know, it can be serviced um, each holiday. Yeah. And, and I mean, really... Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the differences between doing a cover and versus doing a, a paid, I mean, a uh, um, uh, public domain song. Right. right. Um, but I, but it, before I I gave my story on my production music albums. How, what was your story? How how did you go about doing your? How did I go about your, it? So uh, you, your Christmas song. 
So Kenya is a very, if you can't tell, I'm, I'm an organic girl. Like I plan things, but I really believe in, you know, living in the moment and, and where it carries you. So I had no intent. I really had no like, oh, I am going to do a holiday song because I know that every holiday I'll make. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. What happened was, um, yeah, I when when I before before my music career kind of got where it is right now, I would do a lot of local, you know, shows in in Chicago and Chicago Metroland area. And obviously, the holidays is a big time to to gig. And mm-hmm. to, you know, be performing when you're doing mostly lo- local types of spaces and small spaces and things. And so this is kind of a secret, but I'm going to disclose it on our podcast. I am not a real big fan of Christmas music. <laughs> so I, I know, I know. So this is, this, is, this is the deal. It's just, I think as a child and growing up, you know, oh my gosh, if you're in choir and you're really involved in music, you know, Christmas is a huge deal for <laughs> for all the choirs and all the and so it was like every Christmas we gotta sing these songs and I just think it just started becoming I don't know it just wasn't special anymore because I felt like oh God here we go joy to the world <laughs> like I mean like it just felt like oh and I when I started gigging again and started you know doing and I was like oh I guess it is Christmas I guess we better sing Christmas songs. But what I kind of realized and what I've really, really, and this is the message I really want listeners to take home. I'm like, I am an artist. I am not a tribute singer. I am not a cover singer. I am not Mm -hmm. a wedding singer. I am not that person. I'm not even really a job or gigger. I'm not that. I'm I'm an artist. And so when I... When I was in this space, I was like, you know what? I want to. We can do Christmas songs, but we got to flip them because they got to be fun for me. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to just sing these songs regular. Like I want to do them different and and make them mine right, and, right. and really rearrange them. And so that's. I started rearranging holiday music so I would be more excited during my gigs. I'm going to be honest with you. That's really what it was about, so that I could actually remember the lyrics, and so that I could actually be really engaged. <laughs> And so I had come up with this rearrangement of Little Drummer Boy that whenever I would perform it at, you know, the spots that I would play, and this was for a few years, I mean, the people would stop eating. Because, you know, a lot of these places, I was just background music. It wasn't mm-hmm. listening rooms. It wasn't like they paid to see me. Like they Don't, don't I know. <laughs> okay, you know. Don't and I know. so I was just providing the ambiance, you know. And what would happen, li- people would literally stop, like, eating or talking. And mm-hmm. it became like a listening room to kind of hear me do this because it was such a different rearrangement. And after kind of seeing that happen a few times, it was kind of like, hmm. And so I had a show. One, my, my very first opportunity to play at Blues Alley was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And Blues Alley is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, it's one of those la- those places in D.C. and really almost in the country that if you can say you played at Blues Alley, you know, you've said you, you, you're you on your way. You're, you're doing good because it's, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a really hallmark place. And so since I had the opportunity to perform in Blues Alley and it was it was going to be a December gig, I was like, you know what? Let's do Little Drummer Boy the way we do our rearrangement. And so that was the first time I got to perform it where it was clearly a listening room. You know what I mean? And like people... Mm-hmm. And the response that I got was, it was overwhelming. Like people after that show, I had so many people say, is that song anywhere that I can buy it? Like, where right. can I get it? Where can I, you know, download it? All that. 
And I was like, wow, like this, this really connected. And one of my friends had mentioned, for, well, actually one of my friends from Howard, she said that her son was autistic and that she's like, you know, he loves the drums though. Like that's the one thing that, you know, he really connects to. Right, right. And so she's like, do you have this recorded? Because I would love, because my, my drummer does a solo in that song mm-hmm. and everything. And so she's like, do you have that recorded? Because I, I know he would connect to this. And I was like, I don't, I do not. And I'm like, but you know what? I am going to. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I am going to. And so I made it my mission um, in 2015 you know, when I knew that my whole album was going to, because I released my, major, my, my album album in 2015. So I ended up releasing my album and that single all in the same mm-hmm. year. So it was a really kind of crazy year but I knew that I needed to do it so that's what started and you know and it and it still I mean it has I have had reviews on that little drummer boy rearrangement um as being like one of like a classic kind of rearrangement mm. I've had a couple of reviews from some mainstream like you know spaces right, right um like soul train when soul train soul train used to have a blog and stuff they featured it right. I mean it was just really that's awesome so yeah. yeah no and it's it and I you know they still I that was in 2015, and I still get radio reports of that song being played at Christmas time on, you know, various stations. I'll have people tag me and say, oh, look what they're playing right now in Atlanta. They're playing mm, your song, you know. Yeah. So it did really well. well. That's yeah. an awesome story, backstory on that. See? Yeah, that's- see? And so that was not me. It really was, honestly, my goal was because it was just such a good reception. I said, you know, clearly I mm-hmm. need to record this because clearly – somebody you know people are connecting but i wasn't i didn't realize like oh yeah this can come out every year <laughs> every so i'm gonna give you some data on that let's let's talk right. about some numbers now right. i did say paul mccartney i actually um misspoke uh it's not the five hundred thousand. it's oh, okay. the three hundred and thirty thousand. <laughs> whoops um okay. Actually, actually, it might be the five because because I I came across a uh, British uh, the independent the UK um, uh, rag and they're talking about uh, he makes two hundred sixty thousand from the British performer rights organizations, oh. but I think he might make three hundred thirty thousand from you know the US. Oh wow! Uh, so, so that you know the combined so it's, yeah. yeah so he's so check this out he's been making that. Since 1979. <laughs> oh, my God. See? Since and that's, 1979. That's the point, guys, is that every year... And the thing is, is people, unlike Kenya, you know, love Christmas music. And so, <laughs> you know, people make their, their, their Christmas playlist and they get their Christmas yes. CDs and they do so much, you know, from your gatherings to decorating the house to opening gifts to, you know, it, that Christmas is still that time of the year where people still really, really connect to music and um so yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you with another number Uh oh okay um who do you think has the highest um making uh, money making uh christmas song well i know that donny hathaway's this christmas has got to be if it's not the highest it's, it's up in there mariah carey probably i think is it her single? you just got it yeah yeah so i think it's mariah carey's guess yeah. how much she's made from her, <laughs> I her, don't her, know. her song. this is 2018 numbers so oh we God. we don't have numbers for 2019 yet, but 2018. Well, guess how much he's made? I'm scared. What? Just what? take a wild. Guess. I don't know if you're saying that. I mean, it's 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 in the millions. Uh, yeah, of course that. But <laughs> w- w- how many know. million? Fifteen point seven. I don't know. I'm just oh, making. Oh, you up are something. so off. 
It's 385. 60, $60 million. $60 million. Okay, I was about to say, I was going to go really high. Wow, she makes that per, she made that in 2018 Well, no, that's, that's her, so that's her, her total between the release of the song in 94 oh, okay. and 2017. Right. So, she's so made she $60 was, million. She made yeah. $60 million off that little song. That I one song. I love for Christmas. Yep, yeah. that <laughs> one <you>. song. <laughs> Uh, All you need to have is one song, and one if you if you're still going to be your one, one song, you might one as well hit. make it a Christmas, make song. it a holiday. No, seriously, see, and I, you know, it's funny because I think you know because I I remember when they I think I remember when they announced that Mariah that that being um, a record, right? And right. I know you know you you you're gonna start seeing you know every year we start seeing people like they got a Christmas song, they exactly. got a Christmas album because everybody wants to see if they can find that special nugget, but. Even if you're not able to get 60 million like Mariah, um, it still is a way, though, honestly, to to always have something. Even if you're using it just as a promotional space, if you're exactly. you know, developing artists, it's always a tool. And I know for me, it has been such a beautiful way for for when I am not working on new material for to to still stay relevant. Exactly, and, people do yeah. connect with you in some way, and that's yes. usually the best way. Uh, something familiar for people to, to latch on to in your right. music. And it's it's also, you know, because of Christmas, you know, it's at the end of the year, so it's kind of a way to just, hello, I still am around, check out my right, Christmas music. Right. So it becomes a nice little bridge. And, you know, I'm going to be, you know, you will be seeing Little Drummer Boy. And now I can add favorite things. I did add favorite things to the mix um, last year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about doing an EP, um, and that was kind of in my head. But then... Um, financially, I just realized, you know, I don't think I need to p- invest that kind of money in the EP as long as I have a really strong single um, right, because right. of the way people consume music right now. You know, let me just get a strong single. And that, I will say, favorite things because that featured Gerald Albright when I did that last mm-hmm. year. You know, obviously Gerald is um, iconic and exactly. legendary in what he <laughs> what he does as a saxophonist. And so um, just, you know, Christmas on radio can be, you know, I mean, it's only like five weeks, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, it might be more like four right, weeks. Right. So it's not very much time. You know, it takes music a while on radio to gain, to gain traction and to get royalties and all that. But when I got my, when I got my royalties and I'm not even favorite things, my favorite things is not a um, public domain. It's not that at all. It so, is yeah, so it's let's, a cover. Let's, you have to do licensing for that. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to get well, into that conversation. Well, I was going to say really quickly. So therefore I didn't get writers obviously on that because I didn't write it. But just my performer side of what yep. I got in four weeks, I was like blown away. Like I got a really nice check and it was only serviced for that four weeks. Exactly. And so I say that to say that if you do a really quality holiday song, like what we're seeing with Mariah and everything, I mean, it really, because people really dig in. That is the oh, yeah. time where they really, really play it over and over and over. And radio stations put it on playlists that go over and over and over. So it gets some really nice spins um, in terms of you know royalty payments and stuff, and that's so. just the radio world. We're not even talking about the licensing, the sync licensing opportunities that come from that, because yes, yes. you know TV exactly. and and film always need Christmas right. music for that. So. Christmas music, yep, yep. So yep. yeah, the possibilities Which, are yeah, endless. That's huge. Which yeah, I'll be talking about that at that licensing conference. Like well, yes. I got some Christmas songs if y'all <laughs> need some placements. <laughs> exactly. So we yeah. got it. Yeah. So let's let's dig into a couple of that while our last last minutes on here. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna I want to give people uh, we're gonna put on the show notes uh, links to uh, public domain Christmas music and public domain okay. basically means for everybody uh, that might not know it 
it's it's free for you to use, um, even commercially. And it's just it's the copyright has expired, basically. So the copyright length is the life of the author plus 70 years. And once that expires, the music goes into public domain. And that's there's a whole listing of Christmas songs that are public domain that you can basically record. Now, you, you know, you can't put yourself down as a writer, but you're going to collect right. all of the royalties for it. So right. Right. Um, right. that's the right. uh, that's the benefit of using public domain. Now, of course, that's my two albums. It's all public domain yeah. <laughs> music that I use yeah. for that. Yeah. But uh, and so Little Drummer Boy is public domain. But then you and and also, uh, but my favorite things is it's not. not it's and not, so I want no. you to talk about what did you do yeah, to, uh, to you, obtain that license. I mean, it's you know the the. I mean, of course, a lot of people have covered favorite things. I mean, that's a really, really popular song to be covered. So that's a fairly simple, straightforward um, license to get. Um, There's an agency called Harry Fox Agency. And basically, it's like the hub of getting license for covers. And particularly for those covers that have been covered a lot. (laughs) You know, and not these rare things where you've got to go to the publishing company and got to ask for permission and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to do that. They, They basically have a whole catalog. And by going to Harry Fox, I don't know why is it called Harry Fox. I, I don't know, but anyway, that's the name of the. <laughs> that's the name you just put. Google Harry Fox. I, d- I did um, know that. I forgot. I don't know that. why, but basically, you look up, you can search the song, and if it's in their catalog, then they already have all of the information, the original songwriters and everything on that, and then basically you pay a fee through their agency, and then that fee. You, you kind of have to do a little bit of a guesstimate of what you think, you know, how many downloads or stream. I mean, now with the streaming world, it's a little trickier for them. But um, you, you, there's basically, they're, they're just collecting the money to be able to pay, you know, to the people to get the permission. And so it's a pretty straightforward process. You do something, on, you fill something out online, you make your payment, they send you a license um, via a digital like an email that includes that. And then you're, you're good to go. So it, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people get intimidated. Oh, it's, I got to go through. It's like, nah, it, if it's a really popular song that's been covered by 3,007 people, then it is mm-hmm. not. I mean, they, they're going to get their little money, you know. And, you know, some people opt because they're so indie, they opt to avoid that altogether. I, you know, legally, I'm not going to advise that. But, you know, the only time yeah. you really get in trouble, obviously, is when you're Robin Thicke. And you're really big, and you blow up, and you <laughs> right, make exactly. a hell of a lot of yeah. money. Then people are like, "Wait a minute, that was my song." So, so you know? this is what I tell people because I, I get this all the time from students wanting to know about doing mixtapes and all these other yeah, things. So yeah. So I, I tell people if you're ever going to record something that's uh, not in the public domain, um, you can't sell it. That's just yeah. the number one thing. You just put it out well, there. You, that's fine. You, yeah. But you just can't sell it. You can't sell it if you're not going to pay the license. Yeah. That, and I you're mean, you got to do one money from it. Right, so, you gotta so do just, you gotta do one of the two. Like I, yeah. I mean, it, it becomes an investment um, to go ahead and pay it, so that you can then have the liberty to kind of do what you need to do. But if you just don't have the budget to do that, and it's just becoming exhaustive, then yeah, you can just make it, you know, make it something that just is a commercial for you, so that you're not yeah, selling it. Exactly, yeah. it's just to promote yeah. you and and put you out there. So right. there's actually a couple other um, places you can go to get a license. Uh, there's Louder L O U D R, and there's another site called Easy Song Licensing, and in fact, oh, one of the yeah, yeah, one of the articles that I'm going to post um, about the public domain is actually from their site, oh. and so you can find out how to to get a license. And I'm all, we're also going to post a link to a um, an article 
in the show notes about um, how basically how to do this process. And, so, and it gives you a little bit more detail on what all this means and, and all the, the licensing terms and right. what the, how the, the money's calculated. So, yeah, 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 yeah it can, it, it, that feels that feels I know a lot of people are like, woo, but it, it really it, it's just a matter. It's it's like anything else. I think you have to do business wise exactly. with music. You've just got to sit down, take a moment, think it through, go through the process so that you can, you know, keep keep moving. And I, I think you just have to get in the habit of understanding that's just a part of being a, a, an independent artist and, you know, a musician, period, because it is a business. That's the whole. And at the end part. of the day. You could have this Christmas song that gets in rotation every year yep. and be yep. making 500000 since 1979. I know, right? <laughs> and, you know, and I know Will keeps bringing up that. Everybody's like, oh, I got to figure out. But I really, you know, you don't need to get rich off of this. I think it's a really beautiful way to just simply, yes, you can earn some money off it for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's also a really good way to just always be relevant. It's a way, it's a, it's yeah. a huge branding um, opportunity because every year we're reminded about Donny Hathaway. Like every year, you I mean, no matter uh-huh. what, every year. Right, so yes, right. obviously we know they're going to play it and, you know, you get into it. But every year there's a nostalgic air space of exactly. that. And, you know, and so that can become for you too. And, um, yeah. It's so, a way and, to, to live forever, basically. Yeah, it's a way to live forever. And it's, and you know that you always, like I, I now know that every holiday I, Every right after Thanksgiving, I know all I have to do is kind of, you know, put together a little bit of a social media like, you know, up, oh, it's time for, you know, we see where we are. And the other thing is mm-hmm. you grab new followers. I get new followers every year because there there's always people who are like, "Wait a minute, who is this? Who mm-hmm. did that?" And so it's a way of of of, you know, getting new followers and having new social media campaigns and, you know, if it's a really strong song, then those people who loved it they tap right back on it. I, I would say that Little Drummer Boy is that. Um, we'll see how Favorite Things kind of clicks in because now we're a year later. But definitely right. Little Drummer Boy, I think it, it resonated very well because we did a really, really unique, a really, really unique take on that song. So, um, yeah. So I, so say, I say, yeah, think about it. And like what Will was saying, you do have to plan in weird times of the year. I mean, I recorded Favorite Things in July <laughs> when I did that. So that was a little weird. And then Little Drummer Boy, we actually recorded that in September, but okay. it was it was weird too because we put up some Christmas lights. We did a video for that as well, and so when we were doing the video, we had to put like Christmas decorations oh, and great. lights. And yeah. it was September, <laughs> yeah. and it was hot outside. But you know, it was a little weird. But it it you know it translates. It, when you watch that video now, it feels like we were right up in December. Mm. You know, getting it all, <laughs> getting it all in. Well, September so. feels like December in Chicago. Nowadays, but on, right? On no, don't say that. <laughs> September is actually still warm. Okay, so just like get it straight. I always tell people, visit me between June and September. Like May can even be not good, but September is actually beautiful in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's actually probably one of the best months in Chicago. But I remember being there in August and catching some wind around the corner of one of the buildings. It was like, what? yeah. Well, I would say August is tricky because August August is Mother Nature's way of saying, aha. Yeah, guess, guess <laughs> Don't what's coming. get comfortable. <laughs> right. And then September comes, it's like, okay, this is your last hurrah. Right. And then that's, that's, that's true. That, yeah, that's what yeah. it does. Then October 1 is like, whoosh, whoosh, you know, it's done. Yeah, it's like, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so I got you anyway, now. I got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. So, awesome. Anyway. Well, this, okay. this has been perfect. Yeah. This yeah. is uh, 
the the perfect time to talk about the holiday recordings because it's yes. holiday season. It's the holiday season, so make sure you guys are you know taking some time. Don't be too much. I know it can be a grind for musicians during the holiday season, but really, yeah. really make sure you're taking some time off. Don't try to, to make nurture. all the money. Yeah, no, take some time off and <laughs> take a breather. You know, I know I I rarely do holiday shows now. Well, I mean, when I say holiday shows, meaning right at Christmas, um, mm-hmm. like Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or you know New Year's Eve. I don't I don't typically do that. I am this year doing a New Year's a January second show in Denver. Okay. A jazz like hit the new year off, um, but I try to really kind of, and that's a shameless plug. Yes, you can go to kenyamjmusic.com/shows <laughs> to go to that to that holiday see show, yeah. see the show. Although it's it's going to be January second, so we're not going to be really singing hol- or performing a lot of holiday. It's yeah. it's really more about it's a new year. Let's have right. some new let's have some new jams. So. Awesome. But yeah, all right. Well. Yep, will you all... enjoy. Yeah, you gotta enjoy your break, Will. I will. I will be seeing you in the new year. I'll that, see you that next will. year. Yeah, wow. definitely. We're, we're going into 2020. We, we should celebrate. We really got knocked out a pretty good uh, couple years of doing this podcast, and I know. you know we're, we're going into the the next one. So let's, we're let's growing. Always growing. We'll rock it out for sure. For sure. So, all, all right. right will you guys take care? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll see you in 2020. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com to get on the waiting list and request membership. On the first of the month, those on the waiting list will be emailed a link to officially subscribe. Membership closes on the fifth of each month. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.